Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Homies, and welcome to a very special report from the Netflix and Soul podcast and the Two Peas podcast. Uh, I am Dan. I am Gerald. Uh, and we were recording in the front seat of Gerald's car. So if this doesn't sound very good, that's why. Lisa's uh, not in the backseat. Lisa's not in the backseat. That is very true. Uh, so we just uh, got done with our screening of Ammonite from the film festival 919. Uh, and for those of you who are unaware, Ammonite is a, tw- a 2020 film, obviously. Uh, 1840s England, acclaimed but overlooked fossil hunter Mary Anning, and a young woman set to convalesce by the sea, oh, sent to convalesce by the sea, I can read, uh, develop an intense relationship, altering both of their lives forever. This is a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, stars Kate Winslet and Shersha Ronan, or as Gerald would say, what did you even say on our Patreon episode? I said Cerise, and then I correct myself. Okay, well, at least you knew you were wrong. That's all that, that's all that matters. Right. So, with all that out of the way, Gerald, we j- literally just got done with this maybe th- like five minutes ago. What are your thoughts on Ammonite? I think it was uh, a very immersive love story. I think, and I'm going to keep this spoiler free, obviously. I think the performances by Winslet and Ronan carry the film. Uh, there's some sub characters in there, like the mother figure and whatnot, and the husband, Ronan's husband. I don't have the names in front of me, like Dan said. We literally just saw this, but those two ladies—it's a powerhouse kind of clinic by them in this film, mm-hmm. and um, how they feed off each other and slowly uh, come closer and closer and closer together until we get that pivotal scene. Again, no spoilers. Uh, but there is a pretty powerful uh, love scene in this movie that everyone will be talking about uh, because these are two A-list actresses in that type of scene. But I, I just think it was a really immersive love story. I think it was slow at times from like a film kind of narrative perspective, uh, kind of pacing, so to speak. Uh, and the ending, I'm going to have to I'm going to go home and actually kind of think on uh, the ending a little bit. I don't know that I'm crazy about it at first reaction. Um, I kind of wanted a little more closure there, but, uh, I, I love the performances. I love the aesthetic of the film. The cinematography was beautiful. The score was beautiful. Um, yeah, it, it was a good movie. I mean, don't, don't take this the wrong way. It was a good film, but without those two performances, I don't think it would have been. Uh, I have to mostly agree with everything you're saying, which is very shocking considering that we don't see eye to eye exactly all the time. But, uh, I mean, Kate Winslet's very good in this. It's not, like, a showy performance. The most showy she gets is, like, the very final, like, her final speaking scene. Uh, And outside of that, it's all facial and body language acting, which, like, she's got in spades. Like, sure, Sharonin, like, she's she's also very good, but Kate Winslet kills it in this, for me, in, in terms of, like, body language performance. 
what I wanted to say in retort to that then is that's very interesting because I thought Ronan was the more uh, kind of established character in this film because I I think about her past performances and how different how different this is for her in her career thus far. I'm thinking of films like Lady Bird and Little Women that came out last year. She's a very take the lead character in those films, and traditionally she's been that. But in this movie, she's very vulnerable. Uh, and very kind of timid in the film, especially in the first like two thirds of the film when she's under the care of her husband, whatever you want to call that relationship. But I don't know. It was just very different for her. And for me, it was really cool because she stepped out of her comfort zone a little bit. Whereas Winslet, I mean, come on, dude, she's one of the best alive. Nobody's going to question that, but she's kind of done this before, you know, films like the reader, uh, even Titanic, even where she's kind of playing this kind of debutante and, uh, I loved it. I loved it. It's just interesting to hear you say that because Ronan stood out to me a little bit more because of the kind of different uh, role for her that she's had so far. Sure, and and I'm not. That's not to take away from her performance. I still think her performance is very good. She is like for the first like third of the movie, she she barely says anything. You know, uh, her husband speaking for her or speaking over top of her, always being in control. Uh, and then we see like this one scene where eventually. Uh, Winslet asks her, well, what do you feel? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the turning point where she's like, oh, well, I can have an opinion. So, like, when when you see when that happens, her character is kind of unleashed and she's able to do what she wants to. And I thought I found, like, while it isn't, like, this big overt, like, moment where it's this ultra-powerful thing that's just happened, it's very subtle, but it's it's very meaningful for that character to have her, her opinions felt. But as you said, so outside of the two performances, uh, I like the production design. It feels like 1840s England. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only seen it in like other movies and like video games and the such, uh, like the pre-industrial kind of era. But I, I just love the aesthetic. I mean, it's it's a by the sea kind of town. I mean, it, for for the most part, it's what three sets really. It's yeah. the, it's the interior of the house, it's the beach, and it's like maybe the town proper. But other than that, it's like. It it like it looks like they built a town for t- for during that era for this for this movie and I I I love that uh, the score I'm not crazy about it mainly because like outside of a few beats I, I, it's not really there this is a very much like I don't say dialogue intensive but it's very much like you sit there and your your folk your focus is drawn towards what's being shown on the screen which is typically uh Winslet's face or Sherronan's face uh so that's the the score is kind of whatever to me but otherwise i like it i don't love it uh like you said i i don't think this movie is as strong without those two performances and you know, for all we know, director Francis Lee, and he also he also wrote the movie. Maybe that's what he was intending. Like he doesn't need it to be the strongest written movie when he has two actresses at the top of their game. So, can you confirm while I'm talking here? Then, as we wrap up, is so Francis is a dude. He is a dude. Okay, so what I wanted to tell you another thing that, and that's interesting to hear you say that because until this this second, I thought Francis was a woman, and that perhaps going to change my reflection of this film and of certain scenes in this film because i think uh by default uh, i'll just go ahead and tell you portrait of a lady on fire is one of my favorite films of the decade uh came out last year i know you're still it's on your to-do list yes. uh by the way everyone it's on hulu and it's one of the most amazing just romance stories that has been released in recent years 
but it's going to unequivocally be compared to that. I'm talking about Ammonite. It's going to be compared to that. Right. Uh, what Portrait does, and again, I'll keep the spoiler free, that I wish Ammonite had done a little bit more of is leave something to the imagination. Uh, while uh, Creepy Gerald likes to see Sersha and Kate get into some of the things they get into, uh, in Portrait, we don't get that. We get a much more subdued kind of um, inference to what has occurred as opposed to seeing it in our face. Uh, so that, I don't know how I feel about that, knowing that as a male filmmaker, I'll have to kind of, I don't think it changes the merit of the film overall. I just, I think there's something sexy and romantic also to what is unseen. Uh, and in Ammonite, we don't get a, a lot of really unseen. We see it all. I mean, I mean, we really see a lot of, uh, uh, and again, I'm trying to keep it, uh, somewhat spoiler free, but I don't know. I got, I guess I got to think about that a little bit until you literally just said he, I thought Francis was a woman. So, um, that's something I'll reflect on too. And I don't think it's going to change, you know, I still enjoyed the movie. I still think it's a good movie. I just think you can tell is if you put those two movies side by side, I'm talking about portrait and, and Ammonite. It's crazy now that you told me that's a male filmmaker, and then Celine Sciamma is a female filmmaker for Portrait. You can see that now, uh, and it makes perfect sense. So, so to to just say that, I, as you said, I haven't seen Portrait, but for up until the the final scene of theirs where sure. all the stuff happens, I actually felt like it was relatively tasteful, which is why I had to go and look at. What is who? Who is the director of this movie? Because I'm like, well, there's no, there's nothing like he is leaving there. Like he's showing you some things, but he's leaving most of it to the imagination up until that final blowout, which is like, okay, you went for it. I mean, you 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 basically get. I mean, said, it was a great scene. I mean, it was a great scene. I'll just tell you. Yeah, I just think it's interesting finding out that that was told through the male gaze because I didn't think that when I was watching it. Right. So, and I think I think that scene was specifically shown for a specific reason, which unfortunately can't talk about because it's, it's a spoiler. But uh, I, I think it's very intentional why he does that with that scene. So when you, you know that happens, like I like I said, he was very tasteful up to that point, and then it's this final kind of release with with this scene, and then that's it for that. So. I don't I don't mind it as much as you seemingly do, which is a taste thing. It's just something I'll need to reflect on. I'm not even saying I mind it necessarily. I just uh it was it's just a little bit of a shock for me because I thought Frances Lee was a woman and I apologize for my ignorance. I didn't research it. Um I don't know. It's it's weird when you get these, you know, lesbian or, you know, same-sex relationships on camera that are told from the opposite sex, mm-hmm. it's always a little bit strange. Um, and it just depends on how you kind of view it, or if you even leave that out of the equation, maybe, and you just view what's on the screen, which is what we really should be doing. And with that being said, I mean, it's a great film. I mean, there's a lot of great things about this movie, namely the two performances. So I don't think the fact of, you know, who was filming those scenes changes the effort and just the dedication that those two actresses put into these roles um, and I think it was great. I think they were great. I think the film was great. Uh, you know, I just need to reflect on it. I mean, me and Dan just saw it five minutes ago, so right. that's yeah. what I'm saying. 
That's the big thing. Normally, when I I try to review epi- like movies, I I thought I've thought about it for at least like I slept on it, you know. Otherwise, like I'm I just like kind of rush into things and just blindly say things, and then upon reflection, I'm like ah, that's not pro- that's probably not right. Right. Regardless, uh, let's get into final thoughts. My final thought for this is, uh, I don't think this is the best written movie. I feel like a lot of elements are rushed, are forced. Uh, and maybe those words are interchangeable, maybe they're not. But uh, it feels like when we get into their relationship, it's kind of been it's it's only been like ten minutes, uh, and really before those ten minutes, they've been very standoffish. Like they've ne- like outside of how they're forced into intimacy through um, Shirsha Ronan's uh, Charlotte's character, uh, what befalls her. Which I'll just say she she like, she gets sick. I think she has like the flu or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, there's like a forced intimacy there. And I guess for some people that's enough. But for me, I didn't feel like that was enough to get us to where we got to. But that said, uh, this is all Kate Winslet, Trisha Ronan. Uh, I'm sure they're going to get nominated for mm-hmm. best supporting actress and best support uh, and best actress. So final rating, uh, three and a half out of five. I thinks this is a good movie, it, but it does have a lot of shortcomings. Yeah, I agree for the most part. I mean, it, it's a beautiful film. Uh, it, it's shot beautifully. It's literally like a postcard, uh, this movie. Uh, you know, the performances are from two powerhouse actresses. You know, I've already mentioned that I feel like Winslet has really reached, you know, the peak of her career and everything she does is just kind of can she somehow top herself? Whereas Ronan is still an up and coming actress. And I really loved her performance specifically in this because I did feel like it was something different for her. And she was stepping out of her comfort zone of being kind of the alpha female that she's been in some of the other films that we know her for so well. So I really, really loved her performance and I would honestly be shocked if her name did not come up for supporting actress in the award season. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, it's a great film, kind of like what Dan's saying. I'm not in love with it, uh, but I do think there's a lot of great things about it. You know, I feel like the two characters found each other to realize, okay, we're not alone in this world. You know, we we actually do have someone that we can turn to because, you know, Kate Winslet is with her mother. That's a very kind of tragic and, and just depressing setting that she's in where she's literally, you know, walking on the beach for hours a day just to get away from her. Uh, and then you have what Dan alluded to earlier, where Sersha's character is with her husband, who's very controlling. She has no voice. She feels alone. Uh, so they find each other, and then you, and now we have our plot, right? So, uh, but you know, the performances carry this film, uh, the cinematography, and I think the direction was great. I just need to reflect a little bit on it. Um, but I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to say three and a half as of right now. All right, sounds good. So, uh, look forward to a few more of these. Uh, we have, uh, I, I'm potentially seeing Nomadland on Saturday, so that, that'll be a solo review. Uh, unfortunately, Gerald yeah, Gerald is too busy with work and having a job and all that kind of stuff. How, <laughs> da- how dare you, sir? Unbelievable. Uh, we, we have a screening for Fat Man. We have a screening for Good Samaritans. We have a screening for One Night in Miami. And the Comeback Trail. And one for the Comeback Trail. So you can expect five, six, uh, well, we'll probably do Fat Men and Good Samaritans together. So uh, you're looking at, you know, a good amount of movies coming here uh, from us. So uh, stay tuned as we continue our journey through the Film Fest 919. And again, thank you to Film Fest 919 for letting Gerald have screening uh, screener passes. Mm-hmm. And uh, for Gerald... 
letting me leech off of those screener passes in order to watch the movies ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in summary, I mean, I love movies. What are we going to do? So we're here to see movies in advance. It's great. Uh, you know, Film Fest 919 is, you know, one of the premier local film festivals. I mean, I don't have, you know, with COVID especially, we can't be traveling mm-hmm. all over the damn country to go to these film festivals. So it's great that they're doing what they're doing. We got to see the drive-in. So it was outdoor. It was very safe. I mean, uh, you know, I'm hoping Dan doesn't have anything. Oh, I'm fine. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> we're good. So, but yeah, thank you so much to Film Fest 919, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of these other titles that, that Dan was mentioning. Awesome. So uh, if you want to hear more from Gerald, you can visit at 2Ps on a podcast. You can check that out in the show notes. Uh, if you want to hear more of this podcast, uh, subscribe to the feed. Easy peasy. That's all you got to do to be able to listen to more some more Netflix and Swill, and you'll even get some more special reports from Film Fest 919. So uh, until that time where uh, I review a Nomadland review, Uh, This is Dan saying we'll see you next Tuesday.